This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Folkebaum. And this is a bonus episode of Food Stuff. It is uh, a side dish. Yeah, a side dish. Uh, and and we have with us today our co-worker, Christopher. Christopher, say hello. Hi, this is Christopher Asiotis. Hi. How's it going? It's, well, going very well. We, we uh, are happy to have you here. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about, about your, your food life? Your yeah, absolutely. So um, here at How Stuff Works, I'm the head of research, which means I get to dig into all kinds of cool, interesting stuff for podcasts, uh, food-related, science-related, history-related. Uh, and there's just tons of stuff I really dig up. Um, and that's great because I get to learn cool things, share them with people like you. And uh, and it kind of builds on what I have done my whole life. I've always written about culture and food and write about restaurants and traveling. And uh, so, yeah, learning things, sharing them with others, and making stuff even more interesting, which is kind of what we all do here. Huh. It's, a, it's a crazy dream job and occasionally... You know, sometimes the crazy heavier is heavier. Sometimes the dream is heavier. But sometimes just the crazy dream. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Completely. Um, we've been meaning to get you on the show for a while. Well, yeah, here I am. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah, because you've done some research for us before. Uh, you were one of the driving forces in our peanut butter episode. Yum, yum. And our edibles episode. <laughs> our edibles episode. Absolutely, yes. But today, uh, you wanted to talk to us about a type of 
food that is named for a person whose name it was who created that food. Exactly, yeah. And that's something I'm really excited to do. I, I, I love making connections between different podcasts and different fields of research. So, you know, let's say we're learning about Star Wars, but then that ties into some sort of weird musical trend happening in Northern Africa or something like that. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm not talking about that today. I wish I were. <laughs> but um, I kind of wish you were too. Uh, sorry. Well, we can, uh, we'll, we'll get drinks after we record. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, what I wanted to talk to you about is uh, in, in a lot of the history research that I do here for, uh, for all the podcasts, I come across really cool stories of food. You know, I mean, that's people have eaten food forever and food defines who people are, their culture. And sometimes people define the food too. So there are a ton of dishes out there that are named after people, right? Yeah. So and this is actually one that I didn't know about. Yeah. This is – so the one we're going to talk about today is there's a real person. And I want to know when I say fettuccine Alfredo, what do you think of? <laughs> I think of Ratatouille. <laughs> um, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, isn't his name Alfredo? Somebody's name in there is... I still haven't seen this film. I purchased it for watching with you. (laughs) I now own that movie because we need to watch it. That is so sweet. Well, thank you. I feel like you could argue to the IRS that that is research and it could totally be tax deductible. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Um, Not a tax expert. (laughs) Good good disclaimer to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Alfreda was also um, one of my favorite um, pasta sauces. As a child, I've talked about before, I uh, have a weird food thing where I don't normally eat noodles with sauce. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. But Alfredo was one where I did. Okay. And I loved it. Yeah. Oh, wow. What what about um, what you think about Alfredo sauce made that acceptable? I think it's because it has a lot of butter. (laughs) Doesn't it have a lot of butter? Yeah. um, Oh, yeah. A a very savory, fatty experience. Yeah. I used to, I think it was a Bertoli. It was a frozen fettuccine Alfredo that when I was in, like, high school, I would eat once a week. Uh-huh. And I've told this before on the show. I thought I misread the serving size. <laughs> so I thought one bag was one serving. Oh. Turns out there was, like, 3.5 servings in there, and it was, like, 3,000-plus calories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it served you, it was one serving. It there, did serve yeah. me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I think of the my, – my, my father was, was a cook or a chef or a guy who smoked too many cigarettes and hung out around kitchens too often, uh, depending on how you want to frame it. And so I think of the – uh, Alfredo recipe that he gave me in college that I was completely unprepared for because it definitely involved uh, not breaking a sauce mm-hmm. by and 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 furthermore not scrambling an egg in a sauce because his recipe included egg yolk mm-hmm. and um, so I had a very interesting plate of creamy <laughs> scrambled egg noodles oh, no. that night. It was, honestly it was still good. Does it make? Okay. But you use like real. Whipping cream or rich cream or something like that. Um, his his recipe did. Although I am come to understand that the uh, the true Alfredo sauce is just butter, pasta water, salt, and Parmesan. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. That's that's what surprised me in my research is that there is 
a true Alfredo sauce. You know, I always kind of thought of Alfredo, fettuccine Alfredo as sort of an American invention. Right. Something that, okay, we've got this pasta. We want we, – let's put a bunch of – it's sort of like ranch dressing, <laughs> but it's pasta sauce. Uh, let's just come up with some Italian name. Oh, Alfredo. That's Al- a good Alfredo, name. Alfredo, yeah, sure. Like, Alfredo. Let's do that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because – I think one of the things that fettuccine Alfredo, at least in the U.S., is associated with is sort of those chain restaurants, uh, the Italian yeah. – your, your Olive Gardens, for oh, instance. Sure. You know, that's that's like a big seller. You just want something you can dunk your breadsticks in. And so right. I and, always thought it was – But it's would, a little classier than mac and cheese. It's a step up, yeah. Right. Because there's maybe some black pepper in there. So. Yeah. Or nutmeg. Mm, that was definitely yeah. part of dad's recipe. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, so I always kind of thought that it was an American invention. Let's just put a name on it, sort of your – your nachos bel grande, something like that, just to, <laughs> just a, a little extra flair. But no, it turns out there is a guy, and his name is Alfredo. Huh? Yeah. So uh, fettuccine Alfredo. It goes back to a restaurant called Alfredo's. Makes uh, sense. Yeah, huh. makes sense. It's, it, it's located in Rome, oh, wow. Rome, Italy. Yeah, uh-huh. um, right in the heart of the city, in the Rione Due neighborhood. It's right near the Tiber River, and uh, back in 1907 when the restaurant opened. You've got Alfredo Di Lelio. That's, uh-huh. That is the real Alfredo, the authentic Alfredo. So when Di Lelio's wife, Inez, was pregnant, she ate a ton of food. But then they gave birth to a son named uh, – I've seen his name Armando and Alfredo II. Uh, okay. <laughs> so kind of, right. kind of both. Um, <laughs> but after she gave birth – she just wasn't in the mood to eat much of anything. Everything kind of sure. sounded gross to her. Mm-hmm. And so there's already this traditional Roman dish called fettuccine in burro. Mm-hmm. And that just means fettuccine in butter, oh, yeah. which is Heck yeah. <laughs> hard Sounds to good. argue with, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, so what Alfredo did is he, he, he took the fettuccine in burro recipe, which was just fettuccine, butter, some Parmesan. Mm-hmm. And, and he like tripled the butter amount. <laughs> For his wife. And he said, I want her to have something. And th- back in 1907, the idea was I want her to have something healthy. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah, satisfying. And just a big plate full of butter is what was healthy back in 1907. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he prepared this dish for his wife. It was just fettuccine, uh, a whole lot of butter, and Parmesan cheese, freshly grated Parmesan cheese. Just kind of mixed together, uh-huh. turned into a creamy sauce. Uh, it was a hit at home. He brought it to the restaurant. It was a hit at the restaurant. People do enjoy eating butter. Yeah. Butter and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But the, the thing is, is, so there was something special about Alfredo's fettuccine. It was the way he prepared it. Ah. He would prepare it table side. Uh-huh. He would bring out this big sort of elaborate platter mm-hmm. and some golden mixing spoons. Uh-huh. And he would mix together fettuccine, freshly boiled noodles, uh, a whole lot of butter, and freshly grated Parmesan cheese. But it was this really elaborate ritual where it was just kind of – you know, I don't know if you've ever seen people doing salads tableside. It was all kind of tossed together really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. And that sort of emulsified. It melted the butter. It melted the cheese, blended it all together. And that's where the creaminess comes from. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's actually no milk in the sauce. There's no cream. Uh, there, there's a little residual pasta water. Mm-hmm. But the, the creaminess comes from the blending of the milk fat in the butter with the cheese solid, the milk solids in the cheese, just creates this super creamy yeah. sauce you, that coats everything. Sure, sure. And if, you, and if you're mixing it hard enough, then you're going to, yeah, create that emulsion, um, especially when you've got the high-gluten uh, water particles that, have, that are coming off of the fresh pasta. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, yeah, if, you, if you're working it hard enough, then, yeah, 
Yeah, and so that's where Alfredo's pasta comes from. Um, and that was that was back in the early 20th century. But it was um, another 20 years before it kind of became more than a regional specialty. So it was just this oh, wow. thing this guy did for yeah. his for his family, for his restaurants. But in 1927, uh, a writer for the Saturday Morning Post went there, had a great meal, loved the fettuccine. Uh, there was something in, in – there was written something to the effect of uh, Alfredo doesn't make – Fettuccine or cook fettuccine, he achieves fettuccine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so wow. all these superlatives, uh, you know, it, it's sort of what people are doing today on Yelp, on on various Food Network shows, where they identify this one di- in the. They yeah. say, you know, Here's the must-have dish. When when you go to Rome, you got to go to Alfredo's. You got to get the fettuccine, mm-hmm. Alfredo, and uh, <laughs> and that's what happens. So Douglas oh, Fairbanks wow. and Mary Pickford, the uh-huh. sort of Hollywood dignitaries, yeah. Uh, took their honeymoon in Rome. Uh-huh. They went there. Uh-huh. They loved this pasta. Uh-huh. They came back to the U.S. and then would entertain people at their Hollywood home, and they would make fettuccine the way they had seen Alfredo do it. Uh-huh. And so you've got this weird thing where, you know, we think of influencers and uh, Hollywood folks as being this really contemporary thing where they're really trendsetting now. But this goes back to the 50s, the 40s, the 30s. So fettuccine Alfredo's popularity in the U.S. can be directly linked to this Hollywood couple who really popularized it. And then word gets out that they ate it. So then American tourists who went to Rome were like, oh, we want to eat what Douglas Fairbanks ate. (laughs) Right. And they did that. Yeah. And without Twitter. Yeah. No no Twitter, (laughs) no Instagram, uh, Snapchat, thankfully, no Snapchat back then. Um, But yeah, so that's – there is a real Alfredo and – and there are actually many real Alfredos. So there's Alfredo. Mm-hmm. There was Alfredo II. Mm-hmm. And there's also an Alfredo III. Oh, yeah? yeah. Are, are they all in the restaurant, in, in, in their father's Alfredo restaurant? Alfredo III currently runs Il Vero Alfredo in Rome, which means the real Alfredo, <laughs> the true Alfredo. And that's uh-huh. because uh, in the 30s or 40s, Alfredo and his son sold – I either either the, the researchers that they either sold or gave the restaurant to one of their employees oh, when they uh-huh. decided to retire. Yeah, passed it along. Fast forward about a decade and a half, Alfredo decides he wants to get back into the game. Oh wow! So they open Il Vero Alfredo down the street. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, they're not like right next to each other. They're, yeah. not, sure. they're not super competing. Okay. I, I would imagine there's a friendly uh, competition between the two. But um, yeah, you can go to either Alfredo Alascrofa which is the location of the original Alfredo's. Uh-huh. Or you can go to Il Vero Alfredo, which is run by <laughs> Alfredo III uh-huh. and his sister Inez, who is also named after uh, oh. yeah, Alfredo's wife. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, if you're interested in reading more about this or learning more, I recommend looking up uh, an article written by Todd Coleman in Sever Magazine back in 2009. Uh, you can really dig into the history oh, of Fettuccine great. Alfredo uh, just as you would a plate. Yes. Fettuccine Alfredo. I was going to make that pun too, and you <laughs> oh, beat me I'm to so it. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I Equal trust you've got a lot puns. <laughs> Anyone who gets there first, yeah, that's the winner. Any any pun is a good pun on food stuff, or or a bad pun, but appreciated. Well, yes, an appreciated pun. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely, thank you. Oh yeah, and and, and Zavor does a great job. Uh, a terrific publication. If you guys have never picked it up, yeah. I'm always surprised how many um, how many things that. Basically, rich people started, and then everyone was like, "Well, I've got to do that too," like the aristocracy. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's just yeah, 
We, we find so many foods uh, on the show that we're researching that like basically became popular or have persisted throughout history because at some point like a queen was like, no more of that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. need more of that and I need it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else was like, ooh, that's, that, that's fancy. How, can, can I be that fancy if I eat it too? Well, yeah. I think you also have a situation where especially maybe 50, 100 years ago, there's, uh, there's a level of, of, of xenophobia, of fear, of anxiety over things that are foreign. Oh, absolutely. So once things get the okay from the popular folks, yeah. then it's cool to check out. I mean, look at any food show out there uh, where – you know, some popular host finally is diving into uh, hot chicken or sriracha yeah. or whatever that used to be these oh, really yeah. niche specialties. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, I knew about that all all, all <laughs> Oh, <along."> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so either either of you or if you're listening at home, you can totally be the person who's like, oh, I know all about fettuccine Alfredo <laughs> now. And you can impress somebody probably. Yeah. Impress is a, a strong word. <laughs> oh. But oh. – uh, <laughs> I'll pack my notes up and go. (laughs) I find a lot of listeners write in and say something along the lines of, I love annoying my friends with food facts and like, People after our own heart. Yes. We do as well. We're, we're either the best or the worst at parties, depending on your particular point of view. 100% positive. <laughs> Thank you. We, th- we, we think so. I sometimes think so. <laughs> Every now and then. Depends on when you ask. I You know, now that you mentioned it, I can't think of um, – too many Italian restaurants that I've been to recently outside of, like, your macaroni grill that have fettuccine alfredo on the menu, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. I think I think it's considered kind of a kind of old school. Some of the, like, ah, okay. like real, like, like wood paneling, like, gold-veined mirror kind of places around town definitely still have alfredo on their menus. Oh, do but, they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those are some of my favorite places to go. Okay. The ambiances. Okay. Yeah. You probably also have a situation where, you know, you could you could totally get it made, but they might not call it fettuccine alfredo because uh, it's just butter and cheese, and that yeah. sounds like something they're giving kids. Uh, um, yeah. Either that, or they'll have some sort of, yeah, I don't know if you've seen like ranch dressing on menus, but it's called a, a special a buttermilk vinaigrette dressing. It's basically ranch dressing, <laughs> right? Um, so, I'm sure somewhere out there, there's there's a a nice kind of upper crust restaurant that'll say something like. We serve a fettuccine with a nice hand-whipped butter and an aged Parmesan. Yeah. It's uh, simple. It's to the point. And you, then you say, it's fettuccine Alfredo. I, I hope to do that one day. And I'm going to do it with <laughs> such confidence. They're going to be like, Ooh, oh, give that lady her meal for free. Table seven. Is that how it works? We're going to test it out. And I hope see. so. <laughs> In Annie's world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for coming and sharing this with us. Absolutely. And we've got a ton more coming down the line. So we've got a bunch of names to dig into. So I'm happy to share this with uh, with you guys and with the Whole Foods Stuff world. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if, if you guys have any suggestions for um, for other foods that you would like us to explore like this, uh, dra- drop us a note. Yes, our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook at foodstuffhsw. Also on Instagram at foodstuff. Thank you so much, Christopher, for being here today. Thanks, Annie. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah. Uh, Thank you to our super producer, Dylan, as always. Yes, you. Yeah, you're doing a great job out there. (laughs) Um, Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.